From west to east and kingdom to kingdom, you're listening to the Diz Unplugged Connecting with Walt podcast. Connecting with Walt is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey there, hi there, ho there, and welcome to episode 240 of the Diz Unplugged Connecting with Walt podcast. I am your host and Diz historian Michael Bowling, and I am joined by my co-host, executive producer, and good friend Craig Williams. Craig, how are you today? I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad to hear that. How are you, Michael? I'm doing well, thank you. No, you said you were doing fine when we practiced this earlier. (laughs) (laughs) You you have to be flexible. You have to just sort of, you know, roll with the feeling. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. is the Dis Unplugged Disneyland edition. Let's call it episode 794. <laughs> In this special episode, we will share our thoughts about the D23 Expo, including all the exciting Disneyland announcements. Plus, we will talk about our recent visits to the Disneyland Resort and who knows what else. Hello, everyone. I am your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by my good friends, Nancy Johnson. Hey! Mary Jo Malata willie Hello! Michael Bowling. Hey there, hi there, ho there. Luella Loriola. Hi, everyone. And Tony Spatel. Hello. Oh, we are back. How long has it been? Not as long this time, right? <laughs> no, not as long this time. <laughs> it was, when, when were we last together? It was July, I think? Before the expo. Right. Mm-hmm. Before the expo. Yeah. That's right. It was before, right, it was right before the expo. So thank you again to Michael and Craig for allowing us to pop in and, and take over for, for a little bit. Um, and again, we are going to cover some of the, some fun stuff that, that happened in the last, what, three months? I can't do math. Uh, three months <laughs> of our lives. Uh, so uh, we usually we we used to all, always do housekeeping at the beginning of our show. Um, also, if you did not listen to the episode from July, first shame on you. Um, <laughs> we did a lot of catch up on what's going on in our lives, and so head back to that episode. I'm sure Craig can put a link in the show notes for that, um, and that'll catch you up on what the five six of us are do up to. So. Um, anything new in your lives? I know I have something, but anything else going on that you need to share uh, before we get into Disneyland and D23 Expo? We just yeah. developed the we yeah. just 
developed um, Universal and Islands of Adventure and our Nanoscapes website. So excellent. Um, and we have a really big surprise for you, Toy Story lovers, coming at cr- for Christmas sales. Oh. So if um, nanodascapes.com, I'll, I'll do my cheap and sleazy plug, and hopefully. My- <laughs> Hopefully my ads will go up on the Diz this week. It's because oh, I for you this morning, so hopefully. Um, and um, yeah, we've just been really, really busy here trying to do episodes. Um, we do not have a date for the rescheduled Discon yet, so just keep that in mind. They were talking about March, maybe, but so give kids a world great charity. There you go. All right. Uh, my little uh, announcement. <laughs> First of all, thank you to those of you that have, have said hello on Facebook and, and uh, liked all my posts, my recent posts the last couple of days. So uh, apparently I'm going to be a grandpa. Um, Congratulations. Congratulations. I was just doing math. West was like seven, I think, when we started the podcast. And now he's oh. 19 and going to be a dad. So. Uh, due date is Chris, share Christmas what Eve. share because you, you shared it with the whole Facebook world. What, what? kind of grandpa are you going to be? Gender reveal, Tom. Gender, oh, gender re- reveal. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's going to be it's a, it's a boy. So, oh, okay, I hadn't heard yeah. that. I'm going to have a grandson, yeah. So, that yeah, the, the other day at, at Halloween, they did a uh, Jack and Sally uh, gender reveal. So, that was unique, yeah. So well, is, does that mean that baby's name is Jack? Gosh, I hope not. <laughs> I say Oogie Boogie. <laughs> you right. <laughs> well, you know, you've got Lock, Shock, and Barrel, too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, being the only grandfather at the Diz, the, um, it's great. It, it's wonderful being a grandpa. I'm excited. I'm you excited. will love it. And the nice thing is after you... Have the have little little Jack, whatever his name will be, over at your house. <laughs> you can send them right home to mom and dad. All right, so let's talk about the D twenty three Expo. Um, I think what four four of us were there. No, yeah, four of us were there. Uh, I, five of us actually, counting Craig. Huh? Are we there too? No, no, five counting oh. Craig. You were oh, five counting Craig. Okay, yeah. Um, so and I read like, headlines and clicked right, them. I, wa- I uh, streamed. Let's talk about our just overall view before we talk about any of the announcements, overall thoughts about the expo. Um, I kind of thought, I don't know. I mean, it's always so overwhelming for me. Um, but my favorite thing always is hanging out with friends, meeting fans. Uh, just interacting with with everyone, and that's that's kind of why I go to the expo. Um, I mean, some of the, the the panels were fun, but it's it's the people that I enjoy seeing. Uh, any anybody else have highlights of of things like that that they want to talk about before we get into the? I really I really liked all the live stream panel interviews after okay. they did. A bunch of the panels, they would bring them all on to a backstage uh, live stream mm-hmm. uh, thing and have them all sit there and chit chat. So right. the, the She Hulk gals were a lot of fun. 
they were a lot of fun. And they were all in the last episode, by the way. All of them. <laughs> all the right yeah, I know, Michael. And you, you guys covered a lot of the details of the of the uh, panel, so we won't go all into that. But uh, Luella, did you did you have anything anything exciting that happened? Or you know, I love the expo. I also agree. I find it very overwhelming. But having attended Comic Con in July, <laughs> found it actually not too bad. <laughs> Okay, okay. But, um, you know, it was three years since the last expo. So I think for having that gap in three years, and they did a lot of the, some of the technology that I saw at Comic-Con, which I thought was good. So um, I think they're getting a little bit better. I still think when you get there, you don't know where you're going. I think I was in a line for about 30 minutes, and I was in the wrong line. Um, oh. Because I was uh, a preferred, I, I got one of the preferred, and I, they, you know, that's always something on the first day, but they do seem to catch up. But I just think in general, I love the energy. I love the vibe. I love the people. Um, I'm one of those that dresses up. So I love doing the costumes. And it's nice to be around like-minded individuals right. who are won't look at me like I'm strange <laughs> in this costume. <laughs> I did find it being in September kind of challenging for me because I do have kids and school started. Um, but um, I still will make the time to invest and go to the expo. I think some people who go to the expo don't invest in trying to research, just like the going to Walt Disney World. Um, so it's different than an amusement park, but it is very overwhelming. But seeing friendly faces puts everything, like, it's, it's all worth it. Rachel, you have anything to throw in? Yeah, it's this This was, a, for me, kind of a, a special expo because I was able to get the premium the premier, the preferred seating. So I got that ticket, but it was also different because since my main goal was to go to the main, to the big panels, that's pretty much all I did. I, I got the preferred seating so I wouldn't have to go at before dawn, but because to me, I like to sit front and center. I was there before dawn in line so that we would have good seats. And after the, sh after the panel was over, I'd get right back in line. So Virtually Saturday and Sunday, I didn't see any of the floor at all. And Sunday, I only saw some of the floor. So I would say whether or not you get in the big panels, there's so much to do there right. that if you're not focused on just doing that, there's 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 things that I didn't see that I would have loved to see. The, the one where Donnie Osmond sang, um, let's get down. What is that? Um, let's get down to business. Yeah. yeah. Make you a man. Thank you. What you Something were like he that. saying? That would have been like a highlight for me to have seen him in person. Make and there a were man so many out of you. Oh, yeah. you. there you go. I'll make a, I'll make a man <laughs> out of you. There you go. Yeah. Thank when you. you're corrected in Disney stuff by me, you're that's that's bad, guys. I'm just just warning you. Well, there's two <laughs> different songs. Rude, so Mary like, Jo brought up one song, but I guess he sang another. Oh, song. see, that proves well, then that I was wrong again because Michael's <laughs> always got the right answers. Waits for me to end myself on that one. Well, but, I, I'm just saying there's so much to do there. Um, I didn't see everything, and you can't stress about what you're what you're missing. Just in be well, in the and moment, the, and enjoy. The show, the show floor was so spread out. It seemed like this time, and I, you know, third day I'm walking around and like, oh wait, I never saw this area before. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it was, and, it and was, yeah. 
I, I didn't get to see a lot of people, but I, the people I did see, I really enjoyed spending time with them. And you guys know who you are. <laughs> no, you're right. It was, I'll make a man out of you. Yeah. So, yeah. so Tony is right. Oh, I get a point. Mm-hmm. Okay. See ya. Are we, are we keeping, uh, we keeping off. score? I'm off now. Sorry. <laughs> we'll, we'll bring back trivia. Yeah. <laughs> So, so for seven years of our podcast, um, we didn't see each other during Skype. And so we have Skype on right now. This is a little behind the scenes and we're actually looking at each other and Mm -hmm. it's unnerving. Sorry. (laughs) I have a question for those of you that got preferred seating. Would you get it again? Do you feel it was worth it? I would get it. Yes. Good. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was. To me, totally worth it to see. Get up three hundred dollars. Would you get it again? Say that again. Yeah, I think that's a good point, Nancy. Three hundred dollars, which seems like it's what they do every year. I was thinking it was going to cost me twelve hundred. So the fact that it cost eight hundred to me, I saved money, and I did. I that was my main goal. Yeah, what I wanted to see at the expo because I. It's all about what feel is your value. Yeah, exactly. I did feel that I had to attend all the Hall H panels. <laughs> I wasn't yeah. really interested. So, um, and I remember debating and then thinking, my God, I spent so much money. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. maybe, maybe that's a little bit of guilt because I there's a lot more of the floor, just like Mary Jo said, that I just couldn't get to. Some of the stores I just couldn't get to. But they've design it that way you can't do everything mm-hmm. it really can't that's how they spread out the crowds well i was very grateful to because you know i had nothing because i didn't reserve properly but so but so many people had plus ones that invited me to join them and mary joe was one of them tom was one of them i was so grateful for that because i did get in the panels well, a couple i had to wait at some ungodly hour and i'm thinking okay i'll be two years older <laughs> next expo am i am i am i approaching the age where i just don't want to do that anymore i don't know but it allowed me not so i got to see some of the big panels well but it allowed me to see some of the smaller ones and i talked about it you know uh, a few episodes back i talked about them really enjoyed them so i didn't feel and, and because i had craig to fill me in on the big panels i missed i really enjoyed seeing the small ones and didn't f- and I got to see more of the floor than I ever have before, and so I I ended up really enjoying it. I do feel they cut corners on some of the exhibits, and and we talked about that in, in connecting with Walt. So I, I won't rehash it here because I'll probably just get bitter. And um, <laughs> but it was a, it was a different experience for me, and I really enjoyed it. And thank goodness I had that cane chair. <laughs> so I want to thank the person again, because I don't want to say the name because I'm worried you'll, they'll get bombarded. But, <laughs> but you know who you are. And I, I should have taken a photo of it because I want to order one for next time. But um, and, and that saved I, me so much. I can't tell you. I think you. that's part of the Disney friend spirit, too, because the person who I'm looking at that had that cane chair for you went through a lot. To, to to get it and mm-hmm. the same thing when when i made a friend uh, the first day um when we were in line and so 
depending on the different people, we always saved each other a, a place and we kind of watched out for each other. And so I think that part of that dis community that we have and the friends that we make, that's just another plus and the energy of, mm-hmm. of the expo itself. But yeah, I could go and, on and on and I know we have other things. And, we want and to the talk listeners about. are so kind. They're so kind and yes. generous oh, with yeah. their, how much what we do means to them. And it's easy to forget that because we're just sitting here at a microphone and have no idea who's out there sometimes listening. And we don't know. We make a big impact on a lot of people's lives because we're that light sometimes for them in what they're going through. And it's um, it, it's very humbling when I hear some of their stories and that how much we've impacted their lives just by sharing our stories and our thoughts. And well, and, and just amazing. to say they impact us too, right? When they Absolutely. reach out and they talk to us that when they, when people do reach out and, and recognize our voices or, or share stories, I'm sure you and Craig hear it all the time. Um, Luella knows, I think everybody on earth who's ever been to Disney um, or they know her, I'll say, but when they reach out and, and meet us, it it, may, it touches us and it, it it affects me. It just gives makes me feel really the warm fuzzies. So thank I, you. I had a very weird experience. I am um, I'm a trainer where at my day job, and I, I train our clients for the very and I'm very careful of keeping my Diz job and my day job separate. Um, I noticed someone was staying behind after a session, and he then suddenly said, um, I really enjoy your podcast. It was the first time I was recognized at work, and then he talked about it. So shout out to Joe from Wisconsin. And, um, but um, it, was, it, was, it was an interesting experience to be recognized outside of sort of the Diz community like that. But again, it was, it was just so nice. I mean, you know, very, again, a very, very humbling experience too. All right. So let's run run through some of these announcements. Um, And uh, there's, I think there's only a couple that are are big surprises. (laughs) And well, I use the, term big loosely uh let's start with the return of the three-week parade magic happens um so that that kicked off what it was what did it was a three weeks before covid i think that, so two or yeah. three yeah yeah so i was um I think it was did anyone see it 2019 i did. yes i did i i saw it wow so what did you yeah. think of it I don't remember. That was like three years ago. Do you remember if you liked it better than Sensational, Tom? Do you remember? Oh gosh, any impressions? No. I love Sensational. Okay. Yeah. Tom was also recording it and probably wasn't really paying attention well. So if you want to see his awesome video of it, (laughs) YouTube.com/slash/wdwinfo. Look for Magic Happens. Oh, I almost went and looked for that before the show just to, to refresh my memory. But yeah, no, I mean, it's it's great to have a parade back other than Main Street Electrical Parade. But I, it's yeah, it's definitely it wasn't as good as as 
as um, sensational. Um, but something's better than nothing. Uh, better than a better than a cavalcade. So, so nobody else got to see it. Okay, so are, are you Please don't it? say something's better than nothing, considering who our CEO is. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Is it, they want you is to anyone say excited about better something than better. nothing? I'm excited. No, I love the day parades, and yeah. I love the again the energy that of the crowd before them. I'm looking forward to it. I'd be more excited if we had a day parade and, and a night parade, yeah, like in the olden parade. days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just that one was too much, Michael. Like, paint party night, right? parade, every park. Mm-hmm. Um, the water parade in DCA. The spy. What was it called? Oh, I remember oh. that Pixar parade. Yeah, yeah Pixar the Pixar parade. parade. Yeah. Pixar play parade. That was the best parade ever. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, um, all right, so let's continue with with uh, spectaculars or shows and talk about uh, the new fireworks show, which I don't know that we learned much about other than I think we heard the song. It's called Wondrous Journeys. Um. And I'm thinking, I think this is one of the things that's starting in January with the uh, Disney 100 celebration. Uh, again, always nice to have a new fireworks show. Um, I'm afraid, however, any fireworks show in the last 15 years or the next 15 years suffers from the comparison to Remember Dreams Come True. Yeah. And <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, it's, oh, that's nice. But remember, dreams come true. Yeah. Uh, um, well, you know what? Do you know Corey, anything else about it? Is is it going to have projections as well? I, I mean, sure I know it it's supposed to celebrate That's the sixty the norm, animated right. films. Okay, but there we go. What, what worries me is that it's going to be projections and fireworks, and the trend has been they only show the projections during the week and the fireworks accompaniment on the weekends. On the weekends. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's could be likely considering budget and our CEO. Uh, Something is better than nothing, Tom. Your famous (laughs) last words. But but that's what they're trending to. They're trending to a lot of the projections, and I'm really looking forward to it because because it's going to celebrate all of the uh, Disney, the the 100 years. I'm interested to see what they're going to show us. You know, the one that we have now at Disneyland is, you know, from the orange groves, right? From the inception of Disneyland to what we have now with everything. But to see even beyond when Walt first went, made it to California and his black and white to his, to the color um, animated features. I'm, I'm interested to see what's going to happen. And it might be one of those where if you're in different locations, it will give you a different um, view. Like if you're I in hope so. world, if I, you're in front of think, the castle, if you're in front of uh, the the in the small world. Yeah. So I think you're right, Luella. I think they might have said that, or I I heard it somewhere that there will be projections over at the it's a small world facade. So that oh, would sure. make yeah. the fireworks a different experience multiple times right yeah. well, and, and also rivers of america of yes okay. yeah. yeah they're saying it's a small world sorry tom that's okay so major you said it's a okay. small world is it also at are they also going to do projections at rivers of america yes 
Oh, wow. This is into an artist canvas that brings characters to life all around you. So it's going to be pretty immersive. So if they have okay. those water projection screens that that um, participate in the show, it's going to be really cool. Remember, they did that years ago for mm-hmm. one of the fireworks shows. So every it moved crowds around because everybody wanted yeah. to see the different projections. Yeah, that was okay. Am I to, am I ignorant in asking if they use the projections on the rivers of America for fireworks, but then they also need it for Fantasmic? How is the crowd? Control. Like, I'm just trying to figure out the logistics of that. Or am I? So what not, happened? Did I not understand something? So typically, Tony, after the nine o'clock um, fantastic show, I'm looking at you instead of the camera. Sorry. And <laughs> um, after after fantastic, the crowd stays there and then they watch the fireworks. Okay, it's been a while since I've done that. Yeah. Even though I'm and going back people. to the parks. But okay, yeah. thank you for clarifying that for. Sure. So speaking of water projections, we're also getting a new World of Color, like that segue. Uh, World of Color 1. <clears throat> what do we know about World of Color 1, Mary Jo? Do you have that in front of you? I did. Yeah, the World of Color 1. <laughs> uh, it says, celebrate the storytelling legacy started by Walt Disney a century ago. It'll tell a new story of how a single action like a drop of water creates a ripple that can grow into a wave of change. It breeds Wait, some of the most. Like, wasn't that like the original? What was the original storyline for World of Color that? Oh, holy cow! Steve Davison was telling. Wasn't it something along those lines where it was a little drop that? You have a good memory. I don't know because it changed. Remember, it was all going to exactly. be like paper cutouts and all yeah. this stuff, and I think only one image of that survived yeah. so maybe the... they dusted off the plants michael yeah well yeah they paid for them <laughs> they might as well use them <laughs> but it was an interesting concept yeah so it's nice that they can because because I, it seems like the it's it's world of colors gotten kind of pieced together lately because they're changing things out and throwing things in and so it's nice that they're starting fresh again from the very beginning yeah. I haven't really been inspired to watch World of Color. One thing is because since I am just five feet, it's it's a real chore for me. You know that. Yeah, gosh, it, they it's, should it's put you in. They should put someone of your your height in the like the accessible area. You know. That's well, I what, wish I had something like that. Or who's like in the restroom and you stay <laughs> at the Grand Californian or any of the resort hotels, and you go to the special DVC viewing balcony, mm-hmm. which is on the sixth floor. Yeah, and, and that gives you a good op- good uh, a good view. But I, I'm going to do one I of the digital parties that. for that. Yeah, pretty slick, huh? Mm-hmm. So let's see, three uh, of us can do that at least. And Mary Jo, if you're with us. <laughs> oh, yeah, like having a, can I do it without having a reservation or, or any points left? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> We've done it. Oh, we- okay. You just changed my life because I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to see. I'll say Mary Jo sent me. Yeah, no, Nancy she knows Andrew you. Sutton. They'll probably let me. <laughs> where I need to go. Oh, that is an old throwback. <laughs> 
Um, okay, so uh, those we're I'm expecting those. Dropper. We're expecting that again, all Tom? that. Uh, we're expecting all that fun stuff in January, along with the debut of Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, Woo-hoo! which is opening before. Toontown is opening, reopening, so that's going to be interesting um, logistics, but uh, has, has anyone experienced it in, well, I'm sure you have, in Walt Disney World, mm-hmm. and are you yes. excited about the updated version? I, I'm very excited. I love that attraction. I think it is so clever. I've gone to some panels where the, the creators have talked about it and what went into creating it. And it, it's amazing. So I'm really looking forward to it because they are, because it's a purpose-built building. Right. They ha- they have they are restaging it, and so they and so it'll be interesting to see how it's different. And there there is a homage to Kevin Rafferty in it, who is one of the the designers. Just like there's a homage in the Florida version to one of the other designers. And then the whole lobby is different. The whole lobby right. is all about Mickey's career. You know what I like about it? That's der- so at Walt Disney World, of course, it's in the um, the Man's right. Chinese Theater, yeah. right? Yeah, in Disneyland, it's going to be the El Capitan. El Capitan. So, El Capitan? Well, probably, <laughs> yes. right? But it's yeah, going to it be is. based off of it. And how cool that it's going to be based off of that architecture. So, so I, I like that that's going to be different in the two parts. What? What I like is they're not stuck with maintaining the same quote-unquote ride system by basically having the building and the attraction path already pre-done for you and you have to figure out what gets stuck there. And so they modify it and change it up up a little bit because they're constructing everything from scratch. Mm -hmm. I I think it's exciting. I'm looking forward to Toontown. It was sort of like... I don't know, an abandoned, <laughs> it was the other side of the tracks for a while. Well, they kept kicking One, things out of it. Yeah. Well, One, it is the other side of the tracks, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're right, it is. <laughs> but I mean, it looked I it. I Toontown because I got a little little kid, um, but I remember what it was before when the attractions were, they had that slide, they had, you know, Goofy's jump jump, you know, with those balls, yeah. all that, I remember all that stuff. So, looks like a shell of what it was supposed to be but if you if any of you went to that one at d23 the that one exhibit uh there were some imagineers in there who worked specifically on uh minnie's runaway railway and um i was talking with some of them and so they were so excited of all the updates and the changes so it just got me even more excited for this ride which i think fits perfectly in toontown Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely uh, it's perfect. And I actually, I'm, I don't know about you, but I love that animation. I don't know if you watch any of those shorts. They're so funny. They're so clever. Uh, that animation of the Mickey and all those little Mickey shorts. They're really I can't, I can't get beyond the animation style. It bugs me. <laughs> oh, so I don't I've like it either. Them. Oh, gosh. It's, it, I, maybe it's a certain target audience. My son and all of his friends love it. They're like 19, so maybe it's geared towards them. It's their Mickey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They buy well, all things. And that's so, the thing we've always had discussion about is it's no longer ours. Yeah. It's theirs, right? And so the younger kids, that's for them. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm still going to go. I still love the ride and everything, but it has to, like he always said, it has to keep changing and evolving. Yeah. And so here's the next version. Could, exactly. I think that they're the target audience because they're the ones that are watching those shorts. I'm watching it too. I absolutely love Potato to Land. I don't know if you've seen Potato Land, my favorite. Oh, no. <laughs> well, now I'm going to watch it, Luella, with new eyes because you said that. So I'm going to. I'll yeah. give it a shot. Yeah. yeah. It's clever writing. It's clever writing. Well, I like the action. I like that it's more like the early, early Mickey shorts. I like that. It's just that the style is so off point. It bothers me. But could we see it? It, it could be like we were mentioning a, a different target audience. Mm-hmm. All right. So Mickey and Mindy's Runaway Railway, January 27, 2023. Um, the other attraction that was talked about briefly was Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to get that till 2024. Did do you remember if there was a time, a, a season? No, I think it was just 2024, wasn't it? Okay. I think they just said uh, 2024. Yeah. They've been uh, mending all those cracks in the in the the flumes. Uh, <laughs> I hate I was, for as long. They've as got a lot of work to do. I was so disappointed because I wrote it the last time I was there a few months ago, a couple months ago, September, October. I don't know when I was there, and. It was so badly maintained, which is a theme with Disneyland right now. I feel we're heading into the Paul Pressler era again. And, um, I mean, whole scenes were dark. They were so badly lit. Audio animatronics were not working. Um, So it was very disappointing. So, Okay. All right. So let's move – to some some more rumory type announcements that we got very 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 little information on, and that is uh, over uh, across the Esplanade, um, the makeover the uh, Big Hero Six makeover of the Pacific Wharf into the uh, San Francisco. Did I do it right? Yes. Um, Good job. Thanks. Oh, very good. <laughs> I think I've only seen that. I've only seen that movie once. I think. Uh, Love that movie. I yeah. do too. I, I think I, I think it's probably a good fit, but again, we have no information other than a a random random drawing of it, so we don't know when, where, or how that is happening. Um, oh, really? I don't if? think we've heard it or if. Yes, thank there's you. been yeah. other announcements. There were, there like, were we're lots of ifs this. at the expo, so yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, there'll be a Baymax kind of meet and greet there too. As the Baymax meet and greet, yeah. He's very squishy when you meet and greet him. <laughs> so am I. I a, um, <laughs> a few seconds late, Tom, but good job. Oh, are, are you going to be a, a friend of Baymax, Tony? Is that what you're telling us? Right. <laughs> you know, we can be platonic. Uh, was it platonic, non-platonic? I forget how that goes. <laughs> and then the other big announcement. Um, well, I feel like they, Tony they, was making a big announcement there. I was. <laughs> no, we. If you look through the archives, there are multiple of uh, those pretend uh, big, big announcements. Mm-hmm. No, no big um, announcement. Right, no big announcements. Uh, Avengers Campus. We are eventually getting another attraction back on back in the budget. Um, this one 
is based in the multiverse, in the multiverse yeah. where... Let's face it, we're getting the same thing as France has. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, with I don't that, know. It, it's, we're going to be flying with Iron Man and Carol Danvers. I don't think so. Galaxy. That's I what they said. Really talk about the multiverse, though, with King Thanos. Yeah. Yeah, Thanos wins. Yeah, Thanos wins. Now, maybe it's the same ride vehicle or something as France, but. What kind of ride vehicle is in France? It might be somewhat similar to the Guardian to Guardians of the Galaxy and Epcot. I would imagine. I I I thought the poster that I got uh, looks more like it's going to be a a rise of the resistance type right sister well which wouldn't surprise me who knows for me it kind of looked like star tours okay yeah Yeah, but like you said rise of resistance but what poster is ever accurately portrayed oh i know well and this one showed more the it showed all the characters and it it showed nothing else yeah and i was stoked to see like rodian is thing and and of course man thing is back and he was on the poster and so i'm i we watched we finally watched werewolf um werewolf at night and i was so excited the second ted came on (laughs) no spoilers all right so let's head out of the parks and to the to the um back 40 of the Disneyland Resort and talk about the Pixar Place Hotel. Now, this was announced before the expo, quite a while before the expo. But I think the the only new thing we learned at the expo was this, uh, a restaurant that's going to be popular. Uh, yeah. Does anybody have any any background information on Great Maple? Other than it's going to be chicken and waffles and they're going to take over both the restaurant and the quick serve, I believe. Yes, and it's going to be that same good old home cooking, but more sophisticated and more expensive. Like, but I've not, I know there's other restaurants in SoCal, but I've right. not been to them. I just what okay. I read online. Okay, so yeah, nobody has experience with Great Maple. Mm-mm, Is no. it interesting that they're outsourcing the whole thing? Because I feel like nobody's like talked about. I know, I know. There's restaurant groups in downtown Disney and all that, mm-hmm. but it just seems interesting that the whole hotel, there's compared to right. like across the street where Wait, California did you Adventure, say red they're maple? doing everything. Great no, maple. maple. Great maple. Okay. Never mind. We have this place that's absolutely phenomenal here in Burbank called Red Maple. But oh. no. But they were that's thinking that it. it was going to be a flagship restaurant and then it's going to have other dining opportunities to eat there. But I'm I'm thinking that outside the parks there's no real like Amer or maybe with the new downtown disney there's no real like good home home like um, right. american cooking right like homecomings so, in over yeah in Florida. Oh, sorry, sorry. That's, what, that's what i was thinking like homecoming in at disney springs so I, i'm thinking that it'll give us that opportunity and i love when they used to have the the um the buffet over there Mm-hmm. But after COVID, I think people are very buffet uh, hands no. off, right? Yeah. So I'm right. not. I'm ready to go back. Mm-hmm. I don't care. 
uh, to Tony's point, maybe outsourcing, maybe they're going to these bigger name restaurants in hopes of drawing people over there that they'll leave the park and go to that restaurant, like they do for some of the restaurants over at the Grand Californian. And the, and the family comfort really makes sense if they're going with Pixar and the Toy Story, Toy Story. And, and all that. Yeah, Jesse the fam- and fam- family, family stuff, bringing in the family at the at the the lo- lower end, air quotes, hotel. Uh, so maybe yeah, family family friendly dining does make sense more than a high end. I hope Napa Rose that they finally have something that I talked about many many years ago. Now that my son's about to graduate, because I <laughs> wanted it when he was smaller, like a Toy Story breakfast or a character <laughs> breakfast that yeah. isn't princesses. That, that would be fun. Yeah. Um, now they could do it. I'll be first yep. in line. Yeah, and that would that would attract both boys and girls. That's yeah. what I was hoping yeah. for. Mm-hmm. That would be such a wonderful. That would be so fun. My that would friends, be fun. Well, we've talked about it for now a decade and a half. I still haven't done it because I know <laughs> princesses make more money, but still. They sell more merch. Jesse's one of All my right. favorite characters, so I would like it. So the Wrecking Ball has taken most of downtown Disney away, or most of the West End of downtown Disney away. Uh, we got, I think, one new announcement and more, maybe more details on another announcements. Or so we're we're getting Portos, and apparently that's a good thing. Yeah, that's I've... a very good thing. Great thing. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Jo sent me a sample of of Portos. I had the potato balls. Yep. And 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 so, oh my gosh, they were so good. Bake them and they so they're they're like mashed potatoes, but they have a meat filling mm-hmm. in the center, and then this wonderful crispy like panko crust or something. Oh my gosh, they're so good and they're huge. And then, and then you set me a so that was savory. And then you set me a sweet, which I, I didn't realize they were sweets, so I took them out. And the, these cheese rolls, so those little oh, and um, that is their signature. Oh, it is just the right amount of sweetness. It is not overwhelming. With this wonderful, again, a wonderful dough that has, uh, a, a, I think, does that have cinnamon and sugar in it? I'm trying to remember. I know it has sugar in it. No, it's the sugar. Uh, it's oh, it's, it's delicious. Good. So thank you, so Mary Jo. You're welcome, and I'm glad. I'm I'm really glad you enjoyed it because Pardos is so big here in in the Los Angeles, the Greater Los Angeles area. Luella and Nancy, but Nancy has one in her na- at the end of her neighborhood. She could walk to it, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like about five blocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we then went a park, but I was wondering, um. You know, I think the originals in Glendale, and I was thinking maybe all those people from Mickey's of Glendale would just keep going to Portos, and they're like, we should have one of these in downtown Disney. <laughs> that, well, that's a that's a really good idea. I've I've been to the one in da- I've been to a few of uh, different ones, and Michael, you just got a taste. They have so it's a Cuban bakery for those who don't know, because I think we stopped you before you could go on, Tom. But Portos is a, it's a Cuban bakery deli. They also have sandwiches. They have they have other things besides the potato balls, but the potato balls are are so 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 popular. They have this other one that doesn't sound good, but it's it's plantain. It's cooked plantain with beans and type of the same type. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and uh, some with plantain chips. It's, it's, and 
Oh my gosh, my eyes rolled back in my head when I ate it. And they have breakfast there. And I mean, they have uh, pretty good sandwiches. They're going to, I really think they're getting Earl a sandwich back again, right? I think they're going to give them a run for their money. Yeah. Mm, oh, so good. wait, I'm they're going to have both of them. That. That's interesting. Okay, so my question yeah. for you is now someone who walks in that end and wanted Earl of Sandwich for breakfast the other day and it wasn't there. Um, I knew <laughs> it wasn't there. Um, was what are the prices like at Porto's if I wanted, let's say, a breakfast sandwich? I mean, I know everything's going up, and when you say this, it'll be higher when it opens, but like six ninety five, seven ninety five, that's $10. Really? Yeah, I mean yeah. it's it's anywhere okay. in between like five ninety five and eight ninety five, depending so on not what much yeah. different in terms of price than Earl of Sandwich. Oh, right, it's just it's just different food. Price. No, okay, it's, that's good. I was just I was curious and was fresher. Thinking, was, what were you gonna say, Luella? Oh, I I think the great thing about Portos is they have great pricing. So. Yeah. I, I will see how it is at Downtown Disney, but very in front of Park, right across from Knott's Berry Farm, it's still priced very well. Yeah. Okay, no, that was good because I've never been. But I'm excited. So All right, I'm so let's yeah. as to what that would be like. Let's talk about the other restaurant. Help help me with this. Is it Din, Din, tai, Din tai Fung? Din Tai Fung. I was probably one of the you that screamed when Din Tai Fung was um, named i was actually shocked so din tai fung is a uh taiwanese dumpling place and it's actually from taiwan so there's a lot of uh din tai fungs all over the world like especially like in the philippines but i it came to america in 2000 about the um you know a couple years ago in this little rinky dink shop in arcadia and we went we would go all the time and word got out, and that little rinky-dink shop couldn't accommodate all the people that it's expanded and expanded. So now there's one in South Coast. There's one over there by Fashion Island, um, you know, there in Redondo Beach. So when they announced it at Downtown Disney, I was really shocked. It, I never even imagined that would go there. But it's great price, great um, dumplings that have a soup in it. That's what they're known for. It's kind of like it's called a Xiaolong Bao. And you eat it a certain way. I'd love to take all of you there. <laughs> we have been going since it opened in 2000. <laughs> so um, I'm curious to see how the pricings will be. Everything in downtown Disney, I get curious how will the prices be because the prices are fantastic at the other places. And they pride themselves on how you can see the people making the dumplings. So they have this whole window. It's kind of like oh, um, uh, Krispy Kreme where you watch them make the donuts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they want you to see them make the dumplings. And so um, now, now yeah. I'm thinking of Big Red, where she's making the dumplings with her dad, right? With, yes. At the beginning. <laughs> yes. That's so cool. That, I mean, that tie-in is so cool. And we don't have any Asian restaurants at Disney, at the Disneyland Resort, uh, you know, other than, than one food court. So we really exactly. need it. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm actually surprised. I thought that it would be a Japanese restaurant that they would bring. But um, this is, I think everyone, I think it's, uh, you know, sometimes people are uh, with certain flavors. They may not want to, you know, taste certain things, but uh, you guys would all love it. It's a, uh, has very safe flavor and very tasty. And I, I think Ray Joe said it's something that has been missing. 
yeah. um, Disney. Yeah. I, and, and we have such a huge Asian culture in California that I, I'm always amazed. We had that, there once was a restaurant over at what's going to be um, Pixar Pier or Pixar Place, but that disappeared years ago. Yeah. And, and I think they, did they have sushi? And all that was, yeah. And, yeah. I actually had sushi there. Yeah, and uh, I don't know why it closed. Maybe because people didn't walk across the street. But um, right. so I'm, I hope this is the beginning of more Asian restaurants um, in in downtown Disney. So hopefully, we'll have some more, more announcements about uh, more announcements about downtown Disney, and hopefully, maybe like a dates would be nice <laughs> right? when all this is happening. But. If anybody wants to actually see the restaurant Michael was talking about, I actually found, Tony, our review that we did with Dave Parfit at at, um, the restaurant in... I still remember the name, but yes, I remember that. Mitsukoshi? No, no. Mitsukoshi is the department store in Epcot. Department store in Epcot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Yamabuki. No, yeah. Yamabuki. Yeah, Yamabuki. Yeah. Yamabuki. Okay, there we go. Anyway, it's still up on the Diz if you um, in the blog historical section. So there you go. Well, you know, like a queue on a Disneyland e-ticket attraction during school vacation. This conversation is going to extend until next week. So come back and visit us then. To, to hear more about what our thoughts are on Disneyland with the team. But now it's time for This Week in Disney History. Craig, is it your turn this week to start? I don't remember. It is your it's, turn. It's my turn. Okay. Yes. Well, mine is a bit somber this week. <clears throat> mine is um, November 7th. 1996. This is the day that Walt Disney was admitted to St. Joseph's Hospital on South Buena Vista Street in Burbank, right across from the studio, for surgery on the following day. And it was the next day the surgeons found uh, that uh, Walt's left lung was cancerous and they had to remove it. And his the tumor was larger than they anticipated. And they discovered that his lymph nodes were oversized, which was an indication that the cancer had spread. And so they told Lillian and Diane that they believed Walt had between six months to two years to live. And, of course, we know that um, he did not have that long. And so after two weeks of postoperative care, uh, Walt was released from the hospital. So uh, a somber date in Disney history. Yeah, um, it is. November I actually, 7th. I figured that was going to be what you chose when I was looking through and saw it. I'm like, oh, that's, it's a, it, it's, I don't even want to necessarily say it's important, but it is, it is sad because it wasn't a way the beginning of, of the end in that, mm-hmm. uh, that, that downward spiral that Walt went on, unfortunately. So, uh, just it's uh, it will always be such a shame. Yeah, yeah, and they did not tell Walt that um, he was given six months to two years. Lillian decided that um, he did not need to hear that news. 
I mean, that's not really great news for anyone, especially someone who is as much of a, a dreamer as Walt and visionary and, you know, futurist in that way uh, to hear that kind of news. That's all of a sudden you're you're putting uh, you're putting, you know, uh, that that time stamp or uh, not a time stamp, but you're 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 basically sitting there saying like it doesn't matter what i come up with uh because who knows if i'll even be around so it's definitely not someone something you'd want to tell a person like walt at least in my opinion mm-hmm. yeah yeah plus he's such an optimist yeah exactly yeah, that's that would be... <laughs> i didn't even think about it from that perspective but you're absolutely right nothing like uh telling an optimistic person hey there's nothing to be optimistic about yeah, Sorry. Yeah. So I hope yours uh, will cheer us up. Uh, well, it's <laughs> yeah. No, uh, mine's mine's just very uh, much lighthearted. But I'm going to take us back to the ripe old year of 1999, and on November 9th of that year, uh, the Skyway finally carried its last guest at Magic kingdom and apparently uh the they just had that good luck because in 1994 it was also the very last day of the skyway over in disneyland so i i obviously i i don't i don't have any memories of the disneyland one as i never did it but i have lots of fond memories of Mm -hmm. the skyway at walt disney world and that amazing turn that you got to take as you were turning right to go from Fantasyland into into Tomorrowland and just feeling like you're seeing the parks from incredible heights, even though it wasn't probably that much at all in uh, in the you know grand grand scheme of things. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's so weird that there's probably never going to be attractions out there that uh, are in two different parks that close on the exact same date. I know, but isn't that weird? Did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is odd. Yeah, I I remember both attractions. Yeah, and it and the Walt Disney World one at Magic Kingdom that was unique because of that turn, which caused problems for it. But I, I have a lot of fond memories of the Disneyland one. I remember when I was really little, I was scared to go on it, and with with my cousins and family and all that. And my mother really encouraged. She was great. She encouraged you know me to go on it and all this stuff. Well, then a few years later, I I had no problems going on it, and then she was afraid to go on it, and she and I don't know if it was an act or what. It must have been because then she's saying, well. You know, she didn't want to go on it, and we were telling her, "No, it's fine." She's, do you think if I drop my purse, they'll let me get off? And, and all this, it was all this stuff. It was really funny when I look back on it, and and I, and at the time, I didn't think it was an act. But as I as I get older, I think I think she was just entertaining us, you know. But um, but it, but it, it was it was fun. I, I do miss that attraction. Yeah, because it, you got such a great vantage point. And, you know, a lot of times there wasn't a lot to look at. You're looking at the roofs of the show buildings. But still, it was um, it was just fun to soar over the park. Yeah, I, I would look out. Uh, uh, I, I can't say I 
saw great vantage points looking down because I was that terrified of heights child, and I I was afraid to ever get too close to the edge of anything and look too far down. So the memories that I have and the pictures I I have of me on it, you know, I, I can I can see myself looking out at the distance, but never never down in that way. I was I was a complete baby. <laughs> I, I got braver. Yeah, we'd look down and all that. It was, it was great fun. So, so we just finished Halloween. So, Craig, how was your uh, Halloween it at your house? It wasn't that bad. So, I was able to celebrate at night with some friends and my my family as well too because I've talked about it before. But uh, my my dad is a Halloween baby. So uh, it's nice that now that I'm an adult, we we throw him a party every single Halloween. And uh, he, he always took us out trick-or-treating as we were kids. So now he kind of gets to do a lot of like the candy handing out to all the kids in in our neighborhood and he gets to make up for not being able to do that for for years and years but it uh it it was it, it was a nice halloween it was very hot in florida though it uh after a couple weeks of kind of cooler weather it, it crept back up and uh, unfortunately the the sun didn't set fast enough so uh, it just it was it was very very hot people people were miserable mosquitoes were coming out but it's it's halloween in florida you never know how it's going to go it's either going to be beautiful weather or it's going to be hotter than the sun even <laughs> it's it's getting into the late evening but how how was yours? It was wonderful. First of all, we had the perfect weather. It cooled down, you know, and, and um, so it was. There was a nice, I don't know. There was a nice nip in the air. It's finally we finally have our autumn weather. So the leaves are turning, and we had so many trick or treaters. It was like it was. You know, we have a lot of our families on our court have only been here a few years there's only two original owners one two three original owners on the court you know myself included and this was like the most we've seen since like we all moved in in the 80s when we when all our children were young and uh, and it was it was a new you know, new neighborhood and all everyone's children were the same age and every every house had children. And so, you know, it, we had tons of trick-or-treaters back in those days. We had tons this time. I mean, it just didn't stop. It was nonstop. We had our court potluck and, and um, pumpkin carving for the kids on Saturday rather than Halloween night. So we all, we said, okay, well, we'll just get together out in front and with our drink of choice and sort of socialize on Halloween. We never left our houses because we had so many trick-or-treaters. And so, and it was wonderful. There was a lot of little ones and as well as, and there were teenagers, and I have no problem with teenagers coming through because I thought they could be doing worse things. So as they're in, co- they were in costumes and they were fun and respectful and engaging and oh, but I love the really little ones, and uh, and I and I decorate. So if you go on my personal Facebook page, I posted what the front of the house looks like, and all that. So got a lot of positive reactions from children and parents um, from that. 
But it was great. Went through a lot of candy because I'm generous with giving out candy. So it was nice to top costumes. Mavericks, Maverick was popular. And his co-pilot. There were still a few Harry Potters running around. But um, Hermione Grangers also were out and about. And, you know, princesses. And and a a, a fair amount of scary ones, which I like. I I think Halloween should be scary. And uh, butterflies are a big thing this year, I noticed. And then one little Jack Skellington. He was one of my last trick-or-treaters. He was um, great. He's probably like three, four years old. And since I have a big Nightmare Before Christmas theme in front of the house, it was fun to see him. So, so really fun. Just I'm terrific. shocked by the Mavericks, though. Like I didn't yeah. see a single one here. So uh, they must have really got into it. <laughs> they did, and these were young children. I mean, the little boy next door was Maverick. So, and I haven't seen the film yet, but everybody tells me I need to see it. It's and good. then, and then I have to rewatch Top Gun because I haven't seen that in years. Yeah, and then, but no, but they were all young kids. And mm-hmm. one I said was Maverick, and then I, I heard him talk to his mom. Well, well, I'm his co-pilot. I thought, okay, I guess there's a co-pilot. <laughs> so. Anyway, but but it was fun, and and then the real little ones liked that I had the Disney stuff too, so um, out in front. So anyway, so yeah, great fun. So hopefully, hopefully, it'll be like that in future Halloweens. Yeah. So and then and then I have to finish up my Halloween movie since I've been reporting those. I watched one that you told me about last year, The Conjuring. Mm-hmm. And I Did watched. You enjoy I it? I did. I did enjoy it. I couldn't figure out, though, there was a sort of a B storyline about that Annabelle doll, and it went nowhere. And I thought, what is it with this doll? And then when Conjuring was over and the, the streaming service brought up, well, you might like these. I realized just about all the sequels were the Annabelle doll. Uh, yeah, there are three Conjuring movies that only solely involve um the the warrens ed and lorraine and the and the first one is the strongest one the second one's okay the third one was not a very good movie uh but then they also made multiple annabelle movies all about that doll and the evil and the background and and such and those i i'm not really a fan of i'm only a fan of of one of them i think it's like the the final one they did like annabelle comes home and that mm-hmm. one was 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 okay there were some good actors in it and it it was actually it's it was it was decently solid but uh the yeah it it gets it gets way too complicated with that entire universe. So <laughs> I try to enjoy the first Conjuring movie as it is, and and leave everything else, and pretend that you know they didn't they didn't make enough money from it to continue <laughs> on. Yeah. Well, and I'm familiar with the story it's based on, and it's nothing like the story it's based on. So the film, The Conjuring, but it's still enjoyable. So yeah, I enjoyed it. And then, and then I'd read, you know, I'd watched Halloween, the original, mm-hmm. last week. And then I, there's an online movie reviewer that I like. And he said, 
he said someone told him the perfect trilogy to watch is actually the original Halloween, Halloween 2, and Halloween 2.0. So I watched Halloween 2. I'd seen it, like, with buddies from, you know, we'd already graduated from university. But I remember we drove to Berkeley and saw Halloween 1 and Halloween 2. And um, I didn't remember a lot of Halloween 2. I just remember thinking, why are there no patients in this hospital and no lights? And as she ran around and, then, uh, and, and, and like nobody comes to the hospital, you know, that wasn't my experience with hospitals. They, they were always busy. And so anyway, so I enjoyed it, though. I thought it was fine. And I thought it was a worthy ending, actually, to the Halloween series. So I don't quite know how he resurrected from that. But I never got a chance to watch Halloween 2.0. So, yeah. You know what? There's always next year. There's always next year. That's what I thought. And then I got into watching on Disney Plus the Simpsons Treehouse of of Terror. Horrors. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, horror. Yeah. Treehouse of Horror um, series. And those are fun. They they are like the they definitely go downhill after a certain amount of years. Just like the Simpsons in general. I I love the Simpsons. I still watch it every single week, uh, and I I never miss it. But you know it's. It, you can't sustain quality over that many years and, and have it be just as good as it was in the beginning. But uh, yeah, they uh, those those are always so so much fun to watch, and those ones I feel like they they hit the most like right at the Halloween time period. Whereas you know it's it, the fact that we just talked about Halloween movies. I know it's Halloween, but uh, I feel like you can still watch those any other time of the year and they're not necessarily like out of place, but um, yeah, some a treehouse of horrors. If, if I don't, if I don't have that running through the background all day on Halloween, it's, it's, a, it's kind of a weird day. <laughs> yeah. And then November 1st, I watched Coco. Yeah. So we, get- we had it on the background uh, on the, November first as well, just, uh, just, just to to keep it on, since you know that technically is Day of the Dead. You only get mm-hmm. you only get one day a year you can watch Coco. Yeah, that's that right. Day. That's it. I wonder. I wonder if their viewership went way up for that film on November first. So, that's gotta be. but yeah, I was taking down the inside Halloween decorations and putting up the Thanksgiving ones as I watched. So. It's a good movie. I it's really I I really sort of tear up at the end when Miguel is you know talking to you know Mama Coco. Oh, every single that. time, yeah. That the entire last five minutes between that and then once she starts showing him all the pictures and mm-hmm. starts sharing the memories all the way through losing her, but still finally being able to celebrate and be himself with with all of his family there and uh the the final last song it just all works so so absolutely it's perfect it's really one of the perfect endings Mm -hmm. to a film and what i didn't catch last time is even other family members of his are now playing instruments like the little girl i don't know what her relationship was with him we sort of teased them in the beginning she's playing a violin and at the end, and I thought, wow. Well, first of all, boy, she got good in that yeah, year real there. Quick. <laughs> but, um, but I thought that was nice that other family members now are enjoying the music, too. Not, exactly. not just Miguel. So, so it's very nice. I, I really enjoy that film. 
No, so do I. It's it. There are some days of the week where I'll say it's my favorite Pixar movie. So you know, I I'm it might be mine when I really think about it. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's very even. I know the entire idea behind it is. You know, it obviously there's a magic behind all of it, uh, but it it really is just it it, it hits all the way around. I I love Wally and I love Up, but I have little issues with both of those movies. With Coco, I I can never think of any particular issue with it. It, now, it clicks for me all the way through. Yeah, and the animation is wonderful. Yeah, in it too. I mean, really good. So, um, yeah. So, anyway, now now I have to figure out. Okay, between now and Christmas, or oh, and you'll I know you listen to Christmas music all year, and I won't listen to it till the day, it's Thanksgiving evening, like I mentioned on a previous show. Um, but when I was driving around today, you know, running errands, um, I saw that Sirius Radio had it updated in my in my car and one of the stations is now holiday music and i thought and i thought you know i'll turn it on and see how i feel because i'm getting into the christmas spirit i'm feel a need to be in holiday spirit right now and i i don't know what happened but suddenly i must have touched a button on my steering wheel it didn't get through the first song and it switched back to my my fifty station, so I thought, okay, <laughs> even even the car doesn't want to hear Christmas music yet. So I, I, I figured mean, you gotta listen to the car. That's right. I figured something was telling me it's too soon. <laughs> yeah, I I've uh, not old by any stretch, but I've just already I've accepted it years ago that I I just you know. We're only here for so long, and it's music that makes me genuinely happy. So to mm-hmm. lock it away to only a month or two out of the year, it's just it's it's not it's not worth it to me. I'd rather just no. Listen to I it all underst- the time. I understand. No, I totally understand. If it makes you happy, then yeah, listen to it. Yeah. So anyway, well, Craig. Until next time, how can our listeners connect with you? Oh, in so many different ways on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm at Teleclaster. Uh, you can email me, Craig, at DisneyInfo.com, and you can find me on all the different shows I'm on on the Dis Unplugged Podcast Network. What about you, Michael? You can send me messages at Michael Bowling at DisneyInfo.com. Twitter, I'm at MBowling121. Facebook, Michael Bowling dash connecting with Walt. Instagram, I'm Michael Bowling the Diz, and you can connect with me and Craig on Twitter at Connecting Walt. If you would like to listen to more shows on the history of Walt Disney, his studio, his Imagineers, and Disneyland, check out our Disneyland podcast archives for my Disney history episodes on the link Craig includes in our show notes or disneyplug.com, and look for past episodes of Connecting with Walt on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Pandora, and Amazon podcasts, where you can subscribe to our show and leave some positive reviews and ratings when possible. So thank you for making us a part of your day. And remember, I only hope that we don't lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a man, Walt Disney, and his brother Roy. 